and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, presented by Payne West Insurance. I'm your host, Jack Genoway. We are gearing up for warmer weather and looking forward to enjoying activities in the great outdoors, including patio season. In this episode, we'll be t- talking about the opportunities for locals and visitors alike to explore our city. Our guests this week are Visit Billings' own Luke Ashmore and Ali Eggert. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Travel and Tourism Week is coming up next week. What is Travel and Tourism Week and why is it important? Yeah, so National Travel and Tourism Week is put on by the U.S. Travel Association. It was established in 1983, and it's an annual tradition to to celebrate the U.S. travel community and travel's essential role in stimulating economic growth, cultivating vibrant communities, and creating quality job opportunities. So it's it's a really great week. The bulk of the celebrations kind of happen on social media. We we all kind of chip in as destinations and and talk about why our our tourism economy is so important to all of our communities. Um, so this year it's May seventh through the thirteenth, and it's actually the fortieth anniversary of National Travel and Tourism Week. So that's pretty exciting that for forty years we've been celebrating what a, an amazing impact uh, travel and tourism has on the United States. In terms of kind of like just the smaller picture celebrations, I think it's a week we just really love to share a lot about what makes our destination unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, we're obviously talking about the travel and tourism industry, but it's also a really good time to kind of remind you know people in our city even uh, the great things we have on offer to go see and visit and kind of even if you're inspiring a staycation, it's a fun week to kind of, you know, push people towards that. Will anybody in Billings be seeing anything that you guys are putting out for that week? Yeah, I, I mean, anyone who follows uh, the Montana's Trailhead Facebook and Instagram uh, pages will will see kind of our um, information and our nods to, to how we're celebrating. Um, the Montana Chamber of Commerce is also throwing uh, a celebration in Paradise Valley next week that, that uh, a few of our board members and myself will be attending. Um, so, yeah, I would say that, you know, depending on... What social channels people follow, they'll they'll see our uh, nods to National Travel and Tourism Week. But I think what's always important to remind people is even though you're not seeing our work, you're usually seeing our work. Yeah. Um, you just don't realize it. So. Yeah, I was just uh, I just threw the airport the other day and it, like there's your stuff was everywhere if you looked for it. Yeah. You know, it's just all over the place and it, it, highlighting a bunch of different opportunities for people who are visiting Billings to go out and do something fun. I think it's my favorite thing when I'm flying back home and you get off the airplane and you're like getting ready to leave and you you see people, you know, taking pictures of the QR codes that, yeah. that Luke developed and and like, you know, stopping and taking in that wall that is so pretty. It, I, know I'm, I always feel like a creep. I want to take a picture of a person taking a picture, <laughs> but I never do because I feel like that's a little creepy. Sure. So you guys talked a little bit about what you're doing to show off the impact that tourism has had locally. Um, but I think a lot of people you know, who live here just take it for granted. So what can we do to foster a little bit of community pride and, and also just roll out the welcome mat to visitors? You know, what, what are you guys doing already and what can the rest of the community be doing better? Yeah, in terms of rolling out the welcoming mat for visitors, I always kind of just like to highlight the genuine things you're going to be seeing and experiencing only in Billings. Obviously, we're part of Montana, and there are certain, what, what should I say, stereotypical Montana things you can do here. But Billings has a lot of unique things just in it as a city itself. And so one of the things we also kind of do are create these passport experiences 
And one of the big ones is for the Billings Brew Trail, which highlights the unique breweries we have here in the city. Um, and we do kind of punch above our weight class when it comes to the breweries we have on offer. Yeah, that's one of the big things that I hear people bring up organically, actually, when they're talking about things to do in, in Billings. The brew trail is one of the first things that comes up for a lot of people. So, What was the process of Visit Billings developing that? Well, I think when you talk about, you know, product development for a destination, you know, like Luke said, there's a lot of things that are that are very quintessential Montana, right, that you can do. In, and even quintessential Billings. Mm -hmm. We're a super historic town. You've got two national monuments, um, you know, our state parks, our trails. And so I think for people who grew up here or have been here for a while, that's kind of the go-to. And I think it was probably like 15-ish years ago, my predecessor, Kelly McCandless, and Alex Tyson, our executive director, were starting to see that we had multiple breweries popping up in our downtown area. Like, and they just kind of kept happening, kept popping up. And they said, what if we, what if we compiled these and put it on a map for visitors? And we called it the, the Billings Walkable Brewery District. Uh, and, and that's, that's how that was originally born, right? Is that you were kind of trying to create this really easy to use product for visitors because that question was coming up, like, how do I enjoy your breweries? How many breweries do you have? Um, you know, and it kind of led to let's make it as easy and pretty as possible for visitors to engage in that. And then two years ago, I heard about another destination digitizing theirs and, and kind of gamifying it. And I brought that home to Luke and he was like, yes, let's do it. And so I'll kind of turn it over to Luke to talk about how he got all the breweries on board. And yeah. Yeah. And so I think when we look at kind of like the Billings Brew Trail and like current day, that digital component is so important because it is this like digital passport for the Billings breweries, but also additionally the distilleries and we have a cider house here. And so all of those businesses are on one pass and it kind of incentivizes repeat visitation of those businesses, but also checking out more than one. I feel like a lot of locals here, we have the feeling of like, oh, this is my favorite brewery. I'm going to go there every single week. <laughs> if you're a visitor, you want to kind of see the variety that you have at your like fingertips. Yeah. And so we wanted to kind of make sure visiting multiple breweries is a lot of fun. And so there's prize components at two visited breweries. You get a sticker at six, you get a t-shirt. Uh, if you go to all of them, it's a, a kind of cool, a fun custom pint glass. And so as you're visiting these breweries, you're accruing points to get these prizes. But I think nothing kind of beats a visit to our breweries. We see a lot of good comments from people who just say, oh, you've got a great brew scene. The prizes were fun, but I would visit it anyways. Yeah. And so icing on the cake, it's good. Yeah, there are there. And there are a lot of other pre-existing kind of brewery passports throughout you know, the entire state that people just wanted to fill that out for the sake of doing it. But if you get prizes on top of that, that's all the better. Mm -hmm. And then Luke, you uh, recently developed another similar sort of experience for people who are looking for something non-alcoholic. Right? Yes. Talk about, talk about the treats, the trailhead treats. Yeah. And so by the time this podcast is out, trailhead treats should be live and I'll be shouting it from the rooftops. But we looked at the model of the Billings brew trail and that passport and kind of the digital piece, incentivizing visitation to local businesses, kind of creating a self-guided experience in the city. And if you're not a person who wants to be visiting breweries or maybe you're traveling with a family and the breweries are a harder kind of business to visit, we wanted to create something for that traveler. And so we landed on Trailhead Treats because we looked at what we have in the city and we've got an amazing mix of bakeries, ice cream shops, gourmet donut shops, even diners and restaurants with killer dessert options. 
And so we looked at the same model as a Billings brew trail, but thought, okay, let's highlight those businesses. And so when this launches, we'll have nine uh, of those businesses ready to go. But a lot of the uh, quintessential Billings restaurants and locations you're thinking of are going to be on that. Off the top of my head, there's a couple of current highlights. Veronica's Pastries. She's a James Beard finalist, and I hope she wins it. Uh, on top of that, though, you have diners like Stella's that have been around forever, and then Bernie's at uh, the Northern. You have Proof Donuts, which has been, oh, they've been bad for me on the weekends lately. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. Donuts are like, I, there's no way I won't eat a donut. Like, I could be dieting yeah. so hard, and it's like, if there's a donut, I'm, I'm crushing that. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is that it just, you know, it's a resource that you can give to visitors to make it a little bit easier for them to find a unique Billings experience. Exactly. Right? And so I kind of like, we'll use this example. If you come to Billings and you think the best steak we have on offer is Outback Steakhouse, that's a concern for us. Sure. That lends itself to like even the worlds of pastries. You, you can go to some pretty, you know, stereotypical places, but when you're visiting Billings, we want to show you like the cool things we only offer. And so this is a pass for that. And then I should mention this too. Another kind of fun component is that it does have customer incentives. And so if you are a visiting pass holder, um, there's a little, um, you know, more motivation to go visit one of these spots because they've got a little something special for you. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, collecting pictures, especially when you're talking about sweet treats and putting that all in one place, it goes a long way in this context too. Oh yeah. This has been a very poor process for my diet. <laughs> it's, I, I just stare at pictures of donuts all day. It's great. the labor of love. <laughs> What impacts are you seeing? Uh, your your job is to put heads in beds, right? Your job is to is to fill up hotels. W what impacts are you seeing from these efforts? Yeah, I think um, you know. I always do share the story of when I got this job. People would ask me like, "Who visits Billings? Like, is that that's not real? That's a fake job." <laughs> and I think that again, it goes back to like people don't realize that we we are a very thriving tourism economy, and and it's so important to our economy. So in Billings, each year, we have over 2 million visitors spending over $600 million, which supports almost 10,000 jobs. So that is so important to our economy for, for that reason alone. But then again, when you break it down to when your hotels are full, your restaurants are full. When your restaurants are full, the next morning, your coffee shops are full. Your shops are mm -hmm. full. It all trickles to the entire city. Yep. Um, so everyone benefits from tourism whether it's a direct benefit or not. So I think that's the important reminder that of why, like we said, that welcome mat needs rolled out because we need the tourism dollar in Billings. It's really important to everyone. Yeah. You know, and I always kind of break it down too to, you know, when you tell someone to leave town, like there's nothing to do here, you're, you're costing, you're potentially costing your favorite small businesses dollars. Yeah. You know, um, I think it was, one of the guys at Uber Brew that showed a story once about having someone um, in Uber Brew and they asked what they should do that day, like where they should explore. They were visiting from, I think it was like Virginia or something. And they were road tripping the area and didn't really have set plans. And he gave them, you know, a list of things to go do in the city. And that couple came back to Uber Brew three times that week because they stayed in Billings and kept spending dollars in Billings and kept yep. exploring. So that's why those conversations matter so much um, in, in just keeping more, more dollars in our economy, in our city. Mm -hmm. 
I imagine one of the other advantages of having an app for the brew trail rather than just like a paper map is that you do get some metrics off of that. So like, can you see how many people are actually using it? Oh, absolutely. And it's funny, I'm not really like a data nerd, but uh, when it comes to brewing and the brewery visits, yeah. oh, I totally am. And so we've had that pass available for a little less than a year now. Um, in two weeks, it'll actually be the anniversary of the pass. Um, but over the course of the year, we've had over a thousand people sign up for the pass. And then within that thousand people who have a pass, you're looking at multiple check-ins, 25% of those people visited five or more breweries. And so actually being able to see the impact that pass has when it comes to promoting visiting multiple spots on the brew trail, it's fantastic. And then I also like looking at the geographical data as well. And so the top location for visits actually come from other Montana communities. Montana leads the way for us, number one, but I wanted to kind of share the other states as well. So number two, Wyoming. Yep. Number three, Minnesota. Number four, South Dakota. Number five, California. And this was a weird one for me. Um, the number six is Georgia. Huh. I'm not sure if there was like one big tour bus of Georgians who like showed <laughs> up and were like, yeah, we're going to do the brew trail. But those were the top five outside of like Montana leading the way number one. Yeah. And so it is, it isn't just our, you know, people from the region, like everybody sees Wyoming plates mm -hmm. around Billings, but it, it is really interesting to see that we have, we do really have people coming in from all over the country, checking out our stuff. Yeah. And specifically for the Bruchel Pass too, if you look at kind of like the state breakdown, 49 of the 50 states, we have a pass holder, at least one pass holder in each one. I didn't look at which of the 50 states isn't re represented on that list, but there's one uh -huh. who's not. And so I'll find out who that is. And then on top of that, though, you have international visitors. We've had visitors from Switzerland, Portugal, England, all visit the Brew Trail and, you know, visit plenty of breweries here. Yeah. And so that's kind of cool to see where if it's an international traveler, they're engaging with it as well. That's amazing. I feel like we need to do like a social call to that one state, like be, be the first one in your state to sign up for our Brew Trail. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. I'm in. Are there any other things that you're doing to kind of enhance the visitor experience that you wanted to touch on today? Yeah, in terms of enhancing the visitor experience, we are a small team at Visit Billings, four of us currently, and I, I wish we could get in front of every single visitor who comes to Billings. That's just not the case. And so we have a couple programs that we really try to make people who live here good ambassadors for Billings. And so I've talked about trail guides on this podcast before, so I won't jump into that for you, Jack, because I'm sure your eyes would glaze over again. <laughs> um, but this summer, we're going to be introducing what we call the Certified Tourism Ambassador Program. And so that is a more in-depth program about Billings as a you know, city and the destination to visit. You'll be diving into the history of the region, how that impacts our culture today, um, good customer service tips, and kind of being a really good, you know, model for visitors and inspiring them to have a lot of fun in our area. And so that'll be in the middle of the summer. I'm currently working on that, but we're going to really make sure that anybody who participates in that course uh, walks away understanding how to make sure visitors have a good time in Billings. Awesome. I think about my own travel experiences when mm -hmm. I'm going to other places and those recommendations from locals are those conversations that I have with locals like your Uber driver or whoever it might be that that really does impact your experience a lot. It does. And especially when you're kind of visiting a bigger city as well. I know we are lucky. We're still in Montana. We're Montana's largest city, but it feels manageable for that visitation piece. When I visited larger cities, sometimes you get like almost paralyzed by the options you see on Yelp or Google. Mm -hmm. And having somebody kind yeah. of take into account your, you know, personal opinions about types of cuisine, what you want to see and do, 
and someone takes the lead and just kind of shows you their favorite options, Mm -hmm. that goes a lot longer than seeing a four out of five star review on Google. Yeah. And so we're trying to make sure that really is the case when it comes to people conversing with visitors. I would also note that like what's so fun about Billings in the summer is all of our incredible events. I mean, like it is crazy how many cool events we have uh, happening from now until really October. I mean, we have events year round, but you know, like we have some great road races coming up, you know, Montana women's run the Montana marathon Um, craft beer week is coming up May 14th through the 21st. And that last best craft beer run is such a fun experience. (laughs) You don't have to be a runner. Um, Luke's going to be running it, walking it, doing uh, the beer tasting along the way. I'll do a mix of walking, running and sipping and sipping. And I'm going to run it and then sip at the finish line. Um, and then, you know, live after fives, the downtown summer sounds, the zoo concerts, um, you know, and so those events are really important part of our marketing campaign because we want people to see what makes Billings cool. What makes us unique. When you think about us competing against other destinations for those tourists, we have to make sure that we're giving them a unique product that's uniquely Billings. And these are some of the ways that we do that. Uh, so highlighting those events are is a really fun way for us to to kind of enhance that visitor experience, make sure that they see kind of that lively community that we all know and love. Um, but also this year, we're going to have a booth at Strawberry Fest and Harvest Fest to help facilitate potential visitors that are in the area during that time so that if they have additional questions, um, they do get a chance to speak to one of our staff members. But yeah, so those, you know, some of the ways that we we get in front of visitors where we can. Yeah. And not to put too fine a point on it, but because most of our listeners are local, this stuff benefits locals too. These are resources that you can also utilize to find out about what's going on. Absolutely. Obviously with both the the trailhead treats and the, and the brew Billings brew trail, you don't have to be from out of town to access and win prizes from us. Uh, We're very, we're very generous. The more people we have wearing Billings brew trail shirts um, the more people are going to be like, oh, man, I got I need to go check out that Billings Brew Trail. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up, you guys all know this. We like, like to end each episode with the Rorschach questions. This is the like most nervous I am. This, <laughs> yeah, entire this time. stresses yeah. me out. I'm like, OK, I'm all sweating. Right. OK, what is your favorite spot on the upcoming Trailhead Treats app? Ooh. Everyone. Yeah. Announce right. publicly what your favorite child is. Big Dipper. It is. Big Dipper. For me, Big Dipper. Yep. I cannot pick a favorite, but I will say this. That Stella cinnamon roll is like a consistent go-to for me. And so if I had to like pick one, that big cinnamon roll, man, Stella's. Yeah. Yeah. That that is... is that's a very rude question to ask. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that is one that I do I'm, recommend. And to, that's what he started on. That's, what, know, you, that's what you started on, Jack. Mean, oh, my goodness. Like, it's really hard to pick a favorite. You're right. All right. In one word, what does tourism mean to you? Allie. One word? I can't do it in one word. <laughs> I'm either being mean here. I would say um, vibrant community. I'm going two words. Okay. I'm a cheater. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sums I, it up I, I can expound well. on that, but I mean, if I'm traveling or someone else is traveling to our area, I want them to experience fun things in the simplest terms. All right. I can't, I can't let you out of here without, I, and this, this ought to be a, a simple one for you. And I, of course you want to tailor it to people a little bit, but as tourism marketing professionals, somebody's visiting from out of town, what's the thing that you find yourself recommending to people often? 
Oh, that's a tough one too. I mean, I always kind of tie it to what I personally love to, you know, see and enjoy. And I love the arts and kind of theater scene downtown. Um, and so on top of like encouraging visits to breweries, I think we've got one of the best theaters in the state when it comes to independently run theaters. And so what the art house does um, at the previous location that's currently being renovated and at the Babcock Theater, I think is incredibly unique. I mean, not just for our city, but the entire state and region. And so I encourage a lot of visitation there. I would like you to ask us just one easy question on this, please. Because um, it is so I tailored. One I know, right? It is so tailored. Um, you know, for me, it's you got to you got to get up on the rims, right? You got to enjoy the views of the city and and just like that, that really ser- serene, cool thing. Four dances is, is a top for me, but I also really love swords. Um, I love the zoo. Absolutely adore the zoo. Um, I love their concerts. I love just days there. It's like such a cool spot. I think our live music scene is so much fun. Whether you are looking for like that really casual, you know, singer in the corner on their guitar relaxing or a pub station concert or a live after five or a metro concert, our live music scene is so much fun. And I just have a hard time finding like better camaraderie with friends than at like live music. Um, and then our brewery scene, it's just on our food scene. Yep. See our yep. food scene. I love our food scene. I'm such a fan of our food scene. Yeah. It's something for everybody. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. Last but not least, and this kind of goes along with our, you belong in Billings stuff. How long have you lived in Billings and what keeps you here? Oh my gosh. Let's do the math. I moved to Billings in 2010. So it's been 13 years. Um, and what keeps me here is the community. I think like one of the things that maybe we have, we are touching on, but not touching on it's the people of Billings that make Billings so cool. It's the people in the breweries, it's the brewers, it's the, you know, chefs, it's the art house staff. It's, you know, the people here are second to none in my opinion. And so that's, what's always kept me here along with all these great things that make my quality of life better. Yeah, um, 28 years, Billings born and raised. But I think one of the reasons that I kind of enjoy living here and staying here is I kind of had a moment a few years ago where it was kind of beat over my head. I was like, I, I can be proud of my city. A lot of people from bigger cities, it's easier to kind of have that pride almost innately. And I feel like in Montana, maybe Billings specifically, that's not always the case. And so as I've learned to kind of go engage with my community and explore the city, you find yourself falling in love with it more. And that is kind of, kind of primarily like the main reason that I think I would say, yes, I agree to your question and oh, exactly what the question was. I'm a huge fan of the kind of the sentiment there. Um, but like Ali said, the people day to day, I just think the actual people of Billings are incredibly warm and welcoming um, more to just visitors. But if you're a part of this community, you're going to feel that. Awesome. Thank you both for taking the time today. And we'll link in the show notes to everything that we talked about today for people who want to learn more. Thank you for grilling us. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you to Luke and Allie for joining us today. And thank you very much to Payne West for sponsoring Chambercast. Make sure to check the show notes for anything that we talked about today if you'd like to learn more. If you would like to advertise with us, suggest a topic, or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on your preferred podcast platform or recommend us to a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to ChamberCast wherever you get your podcasts because there is something here for everyone.